You are listening to the Enormo Cast. You know, it would be great if we could all climb free and naked as wee little spider monkeys, leaping and bounding up rocks with nothing but our birthday suits and belief. We can't, can we? At least not in mixed company. So when it's time to gear up and protect your sensitive bits on the next adventure, please consider that Black Diamond Equipment has been supporting the Enormacast for six years, nearly from its inception. BD had faith in the project as soon as they got wind of its enormous stature, and they've been helping melt the cheese on the delicious ear burger that is the Enormacast ever since. So please consider that next time you open your wallet for a spanky new piece of gear. Black Diamond, proud sponsor of the Enormacast. Listen, uh, uh, where are you playing in town? Are you playing here? We're doing the uh, Enormo Dome, whatever it is. It's terrific. Oh, it's yeah, big place outside of town. That's a big nice. place. You sold that out. I'll see. We really should. The hell are you doing? I couldn't sleep. I'm checking the ropes. There was a frayed end on your rope, and I'm cutting it out. Today's show is brought to you by Black Diamond Equipment, with support from Maxim Ropes. And the fine folks at La Sportiva. And don't forget our charter sponsor, Bonfire Coffee. Go to bonfirecoffee.com and enter Enorma at checkout for a discount on great coffee and to support the EnormaCast. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to the Normacast. This is your host, Chris Kalous. It is about 10.30 on January 7th, 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. Someone just suggested that I start saying the year on these things, which never occurred to me six years ago that I would still be doing this thing. So, yeah, maybe time stamping the year is also important for future generations. This is episode 143 of the Normacast, a conversation with my friends, Andrew Bisharat, and Steve Dilk, and this is an old school Enorma cast, a panel discussion. We sort of tentatively called it TAPS, also known as Kill Your Daisy Chain. And uh, we just uh, sit around drinking whiskey and talking about some things in climbing we wish might just go away. And this is a long one, so let's get right to it with this small, quick disclaimer. Remember, climbing is free and wild, and you can do, act, wear whatever you want as long as you don't put others in danger with your antics. And please, plant your tongue firmly in your cheek for this one. The Taps Edition. Mm. These are nice little glasses. They are. Thanks, man. Yeah. You guys have nice stuff. I got a, I got some uh, nice glasses that have half dome etched Ooh, into them. Yeah, for my brother. Those? It was actually for Christmas last year. Nice. A guy in Portland does them. He does it oh, cap, half dome. Oh. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Like nice. a 3D yeah, render? Yeah, in a 3D rendering, the half dome is like up to here. Wow. And yeah, the glass goes on each side, or the ice goes on each side. Nice. Yeah. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, I drink the the whiskey to the top of half down. Oh, you mean it's like poking out? Yeah, of it's up. It's like three D printed, but in glass or etched or yeah, or whatever it is, sculpted. Huh. Yeah, it's my go to. Does whiskey he just glass. do those those monuments? He does, or does he do a bunch? He does of a stuff? bunch of them. Yeah. All right, so here we are the uh, the taps show, the the uh, the the year end taps show. We've decided to get together with uh, Andrew Bisharat, who's returning to the show. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Chris. And uh, Steve Dilk also return, right? You've yeah. been on a listener mail. That's right. In a lost episode. That's correct. That uh, will be put out post- posthumously <laughs> for one booze. of us. Right. One of us dies. <laughs> Most likely I'll be the first. But, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah. So we yeah, too much booze on that one. That'll, <laughs> that'll be the lost tapes. Anyhow, here we are. We're at the, the, the year end show. We've decided to do kind of a roundup. Um, about uh, these notions in climbing. We've been talking, Andrew and I in particular have been talking about them on climbing trips and stuff. These notions in climbing that that uh, maybe are a little antiquated or just keep hanging around and we're wondering if some of them are still valid and, and or off base or just should be, you know, a, a stake should be driven in their heart and they should be cast <laughs> off of, of media and of talking points and of casual conversation just never spoken of again essentially we would take these ideas and put them onto their own iceberg and set them off to sea to die uh, a proud death alone. Yeah. Which would quickly melt in this day and age and they'd be eaten by sharks it would be a quick very, death. very quickly. So right. we're going to play a little game where we're going to just talk about some of these notions and uh, then we'll vote the three of us on whether or not these notions, these ideas, these things, these techniques, we've got a whole list here. We might, probably won't even get to all of them, but are, are dead or are they on life support? So, you know, they're on their way out. Are they alive and well? And, um, the final one is, are they a zombie that should be killed? Should it have been killed, but keeps coming back? Right. And is a menace. Is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a total menace. So, um, of course, you know, this is an old school episode. Uh, we, I haven't done something like this in a long time actually. And, I've been feeling I, I had a lot of people wanting to be on the show and I got a lot of interviews sort of stacked up starting even as long ago as last spring and, you know, just doing these interviews with, with, with different people and I kind of got away from the roots of the show, which uh, sometimes are these just hanging out with the boys and or girls, no girls on this one, but sort of just panel chats. So that's that's what we brought. And, and I asked Steve to come because I was worried a little bit that that uh, Andrew and I were just too damn fucking crusty <laughs> and we would just sit here just like hammering everything and just like Steve actually likes climbing <laughs> oh, yeah. right exactly exactly that was an actual text I sent Andrew I'm like I'm bringing Steve he still likes to climb <laughs> he's really stoked on it uh, and it was, I think I used the throw up emoji <laughs> <laughs> for me, that's that's pretty typical. No, for someone who's okay. still stuck that you know, you're just like, shut up, right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so yeah, Steve, you're here to lighten the mood, right? If well, we get to like, well, let me let me start this off off the cuff. I mean, is it uh, still uh, is it uncool now to talk about your your favorite climb and all the all the beta on it in front of jaded guys? You guys roll your eyes at that when you hear that at a party? Oh, you mean like outside of the climbing area? Right. No. I mean, I can't okay. say that because that's all I ever do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. 
I mean, yeah, I was at a Christmas yeah. party last last Friday and right. was like talking about the <laughs> throwing the throwing Hanksville the project. Right. Like, Perfect. Okay. To Mike Benz. So. Good. Yeah, okay. I don't know if it's okay with me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> I'm not going to kick you out. <laughs> okay. You might roll your eyes a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Slander you online. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, what else do you talk about? <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, there's no skiing right now. That's what a lot of people around here would be talking about. Right. Yeah. So, no, no, for sure. Sans that. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I mean, you don't want to talk about politics. No, certainly not. Mm-mm. I uh, hiked to a crag and went the wrong way and climbed a shale face and skied down it a little. And I said that was my first ski run of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> okay. So you guys ready to get started? Let's do this. Um, totally. Let's open with the one that we actually kind of got this idea from. It's this idea that I think... I mean, it's has been been around as long as, uh, as long as I've been climbing. So you know, twenty five, twenty seven, twenty eight years, however long that's been, and I th- I think it's been a thing that was, you know, even pre the discovery of America. I think like this kind of thing was like going on at least between the British and the French for hundreds and hundreds of years. This idea, although I don't know, we might throw. Can we, are we allowed to throw the British in with euros? They don't like that. I don't know. I don't, I don't How does Brexit factor yeah. into yeah. the... Well, not continental, right? I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. This notion is that that Europeans, Euro climbers, can't trad climb. And that they they if they show up in a place like Yosemite or they show up in Indian Creek or, or whatever, they might be able to climb 514, 515 sport climbing, but the typical forum post is... Yeah, but let's see him climb a five ten crack, crack right. or let's see him climb an off width, right? You know that kind of thing, or like five eleven off width. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or five so. nine plus. <laughs> so, what do you have to add to this debate? Well, Andrew? just to uh, not to let let's not let the the British angle go because uh, I think that the Brits their version of trad climbing is basically bouldering with a rope <laughs> where they place like some putty on the wall and. <laughs> and duct tape like a nut to some shale and 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 then continue up to like their 30 foot highball so i don't don't consider that trad climbing as much as bouldering with gear um so i think that it's fair game to include them in that gross mischaracterization of the the euro the so-called euro abilities when it comes to trad i have a lot of listeners over there dude they're the the freaking the freaking switchboards totally (laughs) um but yeah i think well i think that this as you pointed out this is an idea that is probably rooted in the 80s when Mm -hmm. the you know the french especially the sport climbers came to the u.s right they did the, uh, who was it? Climbed the first 14A in U.S. soil. Was that? JB? JB. Yeah, mm-hmm. Turbo. Turbo. Wasn't it right. um, the, to Bolter not to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And so there's this idea. I think there's always this like intercontinental uh, conflict or, or competitiveness. And, uh, and so I think that we have great cracks here. You know, Americans are proud of our cracks. You know, we've got our trad climbs. We, so that it, it became the source of like uh, national pride that we're the better trad climbers, but they can, they're better at sport climbing. Sure. Um, and so yeah. I think that's where that is really rooted from. I mean, it, it was a defensive, it's always been a defensive posture is what it is, you know, because it's like, well, at least, the, at least we got this. Yeah. Right. And it, you know, and on like the, 
there's always been this kind of problem where you've you've got the same grading system for both. And, you know, while the, the grades in sport climbing were skyrocketing, even now, I mean, a 513 track climb is still like up near the top. There's only, there's not that even that many 514. So I think it was a big defensive posture um, when sport climbing before it was even here in the United States or, or a big deal. And the, the Frenchies were just killing it over there. But, I, but I'm going to disagree with you, Andrew, on the, your characterization of the British. I just want that on record. <laughs> because, I mean, you know, I know I also have been astounded, like, you know, when the camera pulls away at some of these gritstone crags and I'm like, what? <laughs> it's, like, it's only that big? I've, right? like, I've, I've never been there and I'm sure that I would be uh, demoted to right. full top rope hero. You're going to get punched in the yeah. face. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah I, I can't fight and I can't trad climb very well and I, I'm not even good at bouldering, so I'd, I'd be pretty much screwed. But nevertheless, the reason I disagree is because all of our, I mean, if we want to get serious about the notions of trad climbing, um, you know, what we believe here in North America, the, the Americans and the Canadians, you know, our legacy in that is from the British. I mean, that's where we learned this idea of what trad climbing was supposed to be, sure. which is a whole nother topic. But it's not just placing gear. It's there's a whole approach to it that was sort of invented And this rivalry, this idea, this defensive kind of posture began in, in with the, with the Brits because the same thing was happening. The, the Frenchies and their tights and, you know, their little pretty, you know, guys like Edlinger, Patrick, they were, they were like dancing up these little, these little, little climbs on their tippy toes and their fingers. Ballet like was his whole notion. And the British were just like, well, you know, screw them. Like right. we've got these nails, hard, scary track. Climbs. Well, it also is this whole world. It was this whole scene where, uh, it was all about traveling to another country and showing the locals right. that you're the best. I mean, Jerry Moffat wrote a whole book about this where right. he was like, I'm going to America. I'm going to climb all, all the hardest right. routes on site <laughs> and I'm going to show them who's their daddy. Dude, but Barber, and, Henry, and Henry Barber. And then Henry Barber. And Henry Barber. Yeah, exactly. Right. He, um, In and, Australia. Yeah. And even, I mean, this is, divergent from the trad climbing thing but even in the sport climbing world there was Yuji and right Francois Legrand who came to the U.S. on that whole tour to uh, you know climb all the hardest sport routes so, uh, that idea that I'm going to go to another country and just take a piss on everyone's project mm -hmm. is I think like a firmly uh entrenched part of our history and I, th I think that's where that defensiveness comes from which is we are better at trad climbing or we are better at sport climbing or we, you know, we have the best this or that. Um, but anyway, all that to say, well, what, what, well, real quick here and we'll move on in a second, but what is our evidence? If there is any, that we should play taps for this, for this particular notion that well, the heroes I, it's, can't trad climb. For me, it's a uh, one. Well, I have two, two actually, uh, one Adam Andra, coming to Yosemite without doing the requisite two years of internships at on the crags to, to learn the style there and just going right on up the Don wall Two uh, would be Paul Pritchard's uh, exploits in the Torres de Paine. I love uh, his book was a deep play and uh, that dude could definitely climb crags. Yeah. See, I'm going to, uh, for my, uh, for my part of this, I'm, 
the 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 Brits are not included. In, oh, okay, uh, yeah. Because so, when I talk bad. about Euros, I'm yeah. talking about yeah. continental. Yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. So, but uh, Andre does fall yeah, on that. For sure, yeah, 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 totally. Right. My my big one has always been the, been the Hubers, man. Oh, of course. They like came. Duh. They came to Yosemite yeah. and yeah. like tore it know, up. Within minutes, they were like, "Oh, I I can crack climb," and then they right. proceeded to, you know, although it had been free climbed twice, El Cap, uh, in you know. 15 or 20 years they basically kicked the door in and said you guys are, right. are like slacking and there's plenty of places free climb up there so i mean that really i think is when you know the the stake started to be driven in the heart of this notion yeah but the the notion that euros can't climb persisted on for many years after the huber brothers came and dominated it's i mean still, the huber yeah. brothers oh, yeah. almost became huh. americanized like yeah. they became like like Alex or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like American, you know, it's <laughs> right. like they, they became part of our culture and scene because they were in part because they were just so friendly and like, you know, I, I kicked it with them in camp for many nights and drank beers with them. And it, they didn't feel like standoffish heroes or something like that. Um, but I think in recent years, we've seen many Europeans come and dominate on El Cap. Sure. Um, and and it's just gotten to the point where it's like that if you're on a forum right now and you're typing, you know, you're let's see these sport climbers come and do a five nine hand crack. Right. You should right. yeah, that you need to stop that. Let's yeah. just put that down. Right. That's how about that, a five fourteen stemming corner on <laughs> Copperheads on El Cap? Like yeah. How do you pronounce is it Verhoeven? who Jorg Verhoven. Yeah, so Jorg Verhoven and Barbara Zangrel, Babsy. I and, mean, they, they, what have they done? They just did Magic Mushroom, Second Ascent. Yeah, right. They yeah. did, uh, what have they done recently? They've done the Zodiac. They've right. done, um, have they done another one? I, I, I've no, they did the Zodiac. Jacopo and her did Zodiac, but they just did Magic Mushroom, which right. is like, by all accounts, like super gnarly. I yeah. mean, it's, it's Don Wall-ish. It's just probably not as sustained. Sure. Um, but by, I mean, Tommy told me it was... The, the hardest thing he'd done up to that point harder than the dihedral wall Damn. yeah so it's gone yep. yeah so. yeah all right vote dead 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 yeah super dead. dead and if you again if you're on a forum talking <laughs> like shit about how they can't climb cracks like honestly sometimes your average joe comes and he ha he sure. or she has some trouble for a few minutes right but you know it's like even uh even um Nina. Nina. Oh, Nina. Yeah. Capri yeah. yeah. Nina. Nina Caprez, yeah. uh, Saeed Belhaj. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, right. yeah. the list, list goes, goes on. on. Yeah, it's it's dead. Anyway, it's dead. dead. It's, don't st just give it up. It's right. dead. Moving on. Americans are very much not better than Euros in most things now. <laughs> okay, so uh, next one. Um, uh, we want to actually talk a little bit about a, a handful of cliche photos that, um, that just... I don't know in, in this day and age of like instant media and everybody being able to post their pictures. There's a few photos that, um, I think we could do without, or, or maybe we can't, maybe we just love them. I don't know. But, uh, my big one, I mean, you guys look, if you're, if you're following any other normal cast media, then you know that, um, I've got quite the, the, uh, thorn in my side about the, the, uh, the Scarface with six shooters in the background shot where there, I mean, Look, it's cool. There is this like great pedestal. You can get a straight across shot. Like, don't need a drone. Like, you're right there, like looking, right. and it's like, oh my god, look at that background. I get it. It's a great shot. 
stop posting it. It's blown out. It's done. Like, what if we were to put one of those um, little like binoculars on that pedestal? <laughs> oh, you mean those ones where you yeah. where you yeah. Turn, yeah, like, like at you the put a quarter, you put a quarter in, 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 and it's like a little binoculars, and you can you can see the perfect shot of <laughs> right. Scarface. Six shooters in you the move back. it to like the line you line up the two lines and it's like there totally. it is yeah. exactly. it's just like the only fenced off area <laughs> that's a good idea yeah i think well, it's in bears ears. i don't bears ears well know. That, that's you know this jogged my memory chris uh that was the link i sent you uh it was a new york times cover article of the bears ears controversy and it was that shot well i'm sure but there was no climber in it it was oh, but really? it, the dude climbed that shot it to the six shooters and i was like hey chris check you out mean the it was photo. just a picture of it the was, crack without a climb yeah with with the with the with the six shooters i guess that's sort of novel I yeah mean, <laughs> exactly yeah. he was up there at like 4 30 in the morning sunrise <laughs> exactly. like, ah. what it yeah there's like 400 people exactly coming charging up <laughs> yeah right. oh god <laughs> <laughs> So keep them coming. I love these photos, folks. Uh, I just send them to Chris. <laughs> oh, what was yours? Yeah, there's a couple photos that I think have gotten cliche and should be put to rest. And um, I think my one of my pet peeves right now is the uh, gear laid out photo. Oh, so okay. your, your gear yeah. is perfectly laid out right. on the floor and you're going somewhere cool and right. there's so many hashtags and just like, <laughs> and it's all, it's nobody packs that way. Right. <laughs> well, in defense, I've gone on expeditions. I've taken photos. I've gone the Conrad journal, every single fucking detail. And I've done it for memory's sake. I certainly have never posted it. Hmm. You Ever, sure? I probably should. I'm going to dig these out. That's why out you there. have like 50 followers on Instagram, right? I actually bailed off Instagram, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm done. What? Well, due to recent circumstances, I I just okay. cut uh, the whole ripcord. Oh, right? Yeah. On, on yeah. Media. Yeah. Exactly. I'm idea. off the whole thing. Yeah. But uh, you did seem sort of like more happy. Than I know. So stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Life has been. Life is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much dopamine from right. from that stuff. <laughs> My brain's a little more active. The anger one. Uh, your, yeah. eyes are, your eyes are less sunken. <laughs> exactly. But uh, so uh, for for record keeping, for uh, your your expedition skills, that photo should be taken. In my in my in my experience, don't ever fucking post that thing. Right. It's it's not worth it. No one gives a shit. Real about quick, what are a few poles. other ones? Uh, yeah. A couple other ones that come to mind are the cliche uh, El Cap or nose in a day photo. So recreating the classic uh, John Long, Jim Bridwell, Billy West Bay photo. Yeah, well, there's that cool. one, just, and, well, then, uh, and then there's uh, the Huber shirts off one. I think is probably the more yeah right, shirts more off common one. one. What, yeah. yeah, whatever you want to, whatever props you're doing it with or not doing it with. Well, uh, I, yeah, I think I'd give I think I'd give a few points if you went leather pants because that's Ooh, like the famous mm, one. Is they mm-hmm. have their they have their like scorpions or just like leather pants chaps on. or something, yeah, right? right. But uh, mix it up. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was, I don't see these anymore, but, uh, if a friend of mine goes nose in a day and he sends me an email and he's on the top and he's stokered. Yeah. I'm stokered for them. Well, we're I'm talking about like in the yeah. meadow. Yeah. No, 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 I mean, for uh, sure. That's the, the nose in a day. That's the I'm lamest. not ripping on that. I'm talking about right. just the photo. No, 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 I hear you. The photo. Yeah. 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 But I'm there with you on that. Right. Um, but, photos, uh, training. I believe you had mentioned training photos. Fo- yeah. Posting Yeesh. photos of yourself training. Yeesh. I don't even think anyone climbs anymore. I think they're just training. 
like I don't even see photos of climbing anymore. It's just I, here's here's me doing muscle ups. Here's me here's me doing yoga. Here's totally. me doing. I just sent that sick moon board problem. Yeah, here's right. me on my moon board right. over and over again. It's like it's all there is. So I don't know. Something but for you gotta folks keep to think about. You got to keep the stoke going in, the, in the dark winter days, man. I think it's just like this. Burning. It's not even that. It's just like this <laughs> compulsion to just post shit. It's not even. It's I'm, like I'm devil's advocate. I agree 100. It's just like I have. Just, I'm com- it's brutal. I have a compulsion. I'm bored right now, and I have this compulsion. <laughs> That's to a social media drug, feed. man. Right. And, I mean, uh, I'd rather Oedipus Rex my eyes out than see that <laughs> fucking photo. <laughs> So just don't post <laughs> right. those, please. All right. All, right, all right, let's take a vote. Most of those need to get take a hike. I think all, they're all dead. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. So it's yeah. well, I'm gonna go a little. I'm gonna say for me, it's a it's a life support issue. Life because, support. Yeah. I mean, I I like this thing I do. This enormous cast thing I do. It's got its social media. So sure. I attempt to be uh, original, but I don't know. I mean, yeah. I think it's for I, me. It's still online. I'm I'm still in there, and I think about pulling out. Right. Daily, right, Steve? Yeah, and I admire your. Well, I, I certainly don't have as much skin in the game as yeah. you do, so, so it's easier for me to burn that bridge. Okay, another one, and this one is a brief, I think, one, but we probably need to do some ex- explanation for for the youngsters, even what it is, is the pink point. Oh, yes. it's a little bit of a blast from the past. I think it's maybe that that dead. It's an esoteric term. Yeah, right. The pink point. What? Well, so it's already on life support. You'd say. Um, well, I mean, it's hanging in, in there. I think there's 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 two issues with the pink point. There's in my like history, yes. And we're gonna do we're gonna go back into the wayback machine. <laughs> Love it, Love as it. we often do on the <laughs> the back in the day machine. Oh, right. is, 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 is be a less trademarked issue. But the dials cranked. Back. Yeah, cranked back. <laughs> there was a time when you were supposed to hang your draws on a sport climb. Okay. Because again, we were okay. like still dabbling with these notions of trad climbing and it felt like cheating to the point where I can even say that many climbers, the one who comes to mind was a guy in Australia named Malcolm Matheson, HB, I think was his nickname. And, uh, he, uh, he was that guy who was climbing 513 to the point where he would even take, if there were draws hanging, when it started to kind of convert to where there was like people were leaving draws, he would take them off, put him on his harness, take him off his harness and clip him back to the bolt to maintain the true up ground up kind of like proper Amazing. Scent. Amazing. And in those days to do it with the draws on was called a pink point. Uh-huh. Right. Of course. To but, differentiate it's, it's a, it, it, it's, it's the, I mean the red point came first. Right. And the pink point was this sort of, um, derogatory way of referring to a red point, I guess. Yeah, it was watered down. The color was like more evasive as a pink point. Plus, you know, there's like the... The, but I think that, I mean, it it speaks to the outdatedness of the term that it's, you know, it's using a feminine color or whatever, you know. Sure, sure. I would agree. It's from the 80s and it's an an outdated term in general. So Yeah, I mean... uh, The the concept itself is one thing. The term itself is certainly outdated. I think we can all agree. Without a doubt. So uh, we can agree that one's dead. Yeah. I've never even... I only know of this concept because of my climbing history via Calouse and maybe tapping into some older 
tombs, but uh, I've never even heard the younger gen mention. Oh, that's a, uh, that's a pen, so, pink point. You so know, you're there. I, I I think in sport climbing terms, it, the pink point is dead. Yes, yeah, sure. Um, the for a couple reasons. One, ge- sport climbing isn't about gear; it's about movement. Trad climbing is about gear, and so I think that the idea of climbing something on pre-placed gear, gear. or not yeah. in trad climbing is an applicable idea. I would argue that we should get rid of the term pink point, but there should be some term to distinguish between you climbed a trad pitch on lead, on lead, placing, placing all your own sure. gear versus leaving gear on the pitch and clipping it. Right. Which right. is super relevant, not so much in single pitch trad climbing, but in L cap free ascents. And, uh, I, th- I think there's a lot of nebulous stuff that goes on up there right now. Sure. And so I think that that's a really, I think that that's probably worth, worth, um, rethinking and discussing. In well, the, future. The, the truth is, is that in trad climbing going back and, I, and, and we could, I don't know if it's on our list, but we could do a segment It's in my opinion, whether even trad climbing is gone, but <laughs> Because in trad climbing, it's all gone. It's all gone. Well, (laughs) the pink point applying to to pre-placed gear has always been a much worse style and not even trad climbing because the real notion of trad climbing isn't necessarily placing gear. Um, It's your approach and the approach is ground up. Yes. And that's the real basis of trad climbing is that you go up there from the ground and obviously it like destroys that notion if your gear is already up there. Right. You've not, you've, you went up there and put the gear in and now you're going up. Now it all gets played with, but I think pink pointing on a, on a, a gear route is, is, is still a relevant notion in terms of like, you really ought to make sure that that's apparent when you when you claim an ascent mm-hmm. that the yeah. gear yeah. was there, but a trad right. ascent, not a sport right. ascent, that is irrelevant. Ascent. Right, right, yeah. But you're absolutely right, and that's why I think it's this one's kind of weird because I think it's dead because I don't. I mean, like you just said, you know, these notions up on El Cap of what gets freed, we always look at El Cap as a trad climb just yes. automatically. Yeah, but definitely. You know, you can watch the videos like stuff's hanging. It's ready to go. I mean, and not just every single video of any uh, person free climbing El Cap. They're climbing with like a draw and like a number nine nut and like uh, one TCU or something. It's like, yeah, it's like when I I never really thought of that. It does not look like that. It's 100 percent correct. Yeah. 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 I've seen a couple pictures of Tommy with like a fucking huge rack. Yeah. I saw his picture of the gear laid out beforehand. <laughs> Did he? Elk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Under Tommy don't do that. Tommy don't. Yeah, he was on Scarface. Tommy was like triple, right. <laughs> triple number five. Exactly. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, okay, so let's do pink pointing for sport climbing. I vote dead. Done day. It's dead. Yeah. Okay, so come on. Pink pointing is a term. Um, it's still around because I think it still applies to. I think people still say it. They in, do. In, okay. Trad climbing, they don't? Yeesh. Or in crack climbing? Okay. Anyway? Yeah. Pink pointing is an idea for trad climbing. I think that should stay. Uh, stay. Yes. yes. But I think, uh, but I, I, what I'm saying is I vote for a different term. I would, I'm, a, I'm in agreement there for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it would be. Um, yeah. um, moving on to, and this one, this one is one that I've often been heard, you know, six drinks in going on, on about <laughs> is, is the notion of, the true 
pure on-site? Mm, is yes. that still, is it still relevant? And is it, is it something that, um, that's, I, I don't know if this fits into, a, into our categories, but that doesn't matter. Cause has there been a conflation with flat, the flash? Because I want to, you know, we'll get into the, we'll get into the, the back in the day machine. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the, the, the onsite back in my day yeah. was, was you know nothing about the client nothing to the right. point, the avu is in French because they kind of invented the notion of it. Yeah. We. We. <laughs> because, and it was that you, you th- those guys, they would even belay their partner facing away this. from the cliff. <laughs> yes. Because if you... You knew anything about the climb with earmuffs on, blindfolded, yeah. which is a good way to, right. to belay yeah. as well. Yeah, because yeah. if you if you're belaying and you hear someone clip the third bolt and then they start to grunt, right? You, you know, you, it's it's hard. You fucking right. know it's, it's hard. A, it's right avantage. Yeah, avantage. Avantage. Exactly. To know that maybe <laughs> somewhere around there, there's a hard a hard move. So right. it was like this notion of just like you can't know anything about the climb. And now people are saying on sites just like, oh, I went up on a route like three times and touched the holds, but I didn't try to send it. Right. But then I, when I did, I on I, I watched it. the video of yeah. 40 people doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can't know any beta. I mean, for the longest time, I had flash and on site completely intermixed and I just used them interchangeably. Don't give a shit, really. Like, mm-hmm. I climb at such a low level. I just didn't really, like, no one gave a shit. I didn't give a shit. Didn't matter. I think Chris actually corrected me once and gave me the entire history of on, on sighting because then it that's was what it's like to hot out. That's what it's yeah. fucking like to climb with me, <laughs> yeah. by the way. Which is awesome. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah right. It's just like, oh God, here's another history right. lesson. Yeah. Fucking Grandpa Chris. <laughs> His toddler was on my lap and he was giving me like the history. In 1984. <laughs> exactly. Jackie Goodoff, or whatever his name is. So, so then understanding that there was a pure idea of the onsite uh and from more of an alpine background like i can i like that's where i see it like you go to a mountain you have no fucking clue what the hell is going to happen like that doesn't happen in sport climbing right guaranteed like even my good friends and partners like will try to quote stay away from the climb but i mean they've talked to tons of people and know the beta right it's it's not there i think that the the point of this conversation is people need to be more cognizant of the difference between those two. Yeah. And the, the terms themselves flash and onsite are very much alive and should be preserved. The, I couldn't agree more. They, they shouldn't be conflated to the, the degree that they have been. Um, I think I, so I interviewed Adam Andre this summer and he had some very specific ideas about what constitutes an onsite. Um, for example, you can inspect holds using binoculars, uh, okay. but he says that doesn't help. How powerful are those binoculars? But you cannot climb into a tree to <laughs> look at holds. This is awesome. Um, Why not? Be, I don't know. This, oh. I'm just telling you it is real, sorry. Right. Um, if you lower off of a route adjacent to the route you're going to onsite you're not allowed to look at the holds from the top down see that so would, that okay, would yeah, be you back in away. the frenchy right thing. yeah but i well, think the frenchy thing they would let you look at it with binoculars too oh is that right he, yeah. but he not climbing allows, a tree with binoculars he allows uh <laughs> to go back to the pink pointing thing he uh, andre allows <laughs> draws to be hanging and right. that's okay for yeah. that to be considered in a sport, an climb, sure. in a sport yeah. climb oh yeah you can um, climb the tree and look but you have to cover one eye <laughs> 
So you have no one depth hand, perception. one eye. You right. have to be eating a banana while you do it. <laughs> the other thing he said was, uh, if you so if you if you do a root that's an extension, the extension has to be one full number grade harder than the root below it for it to be an onsite. So if you climb. Oh. If you're doing a route that you've done before and the first half of it is, let's say, 13A, sure. and then there's an extension that's 13D, yeah. and you on-site that, that's not an on-site. Don't count. But if it's 14A, that is uh, an on-site because it's one full number grade harder. There's like equations involved. For that, yeah, for that yeah. whole next section. All right. But, but so in, your ex- that. in your experience... That concept is very much alive. They're like very cognizant well, of it and aware of it and trying to play with it. Andre has uh, developed these rules for himself, and some of them oh. are what he believes are appropriate. Sure. And some of them are based just on history, and he's taking right. bits like yeah. from the, the people French he's interacted and, yeah, with and sure. mentors he's had and okay. the history books that he's read. So right. he... I mean, he's an expert in this in this totally. field, so right. I think it's worth paying attention to what he says. Yeah, he totally. Does, but right. Well, anyway. be, I mean, I would also say, I would argue it, it is alive even in our beloved Rifle Canyon because, again, aforementioned friends will just completely stay away from climbs mm-hmm. to preserve, like to as they power up to preserve that for an attempted pure onsite. Right. If someone tells you beta, or you watch a video of someone climbing the route. That's, that's done. Days. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. It's done. done. Right, right. But most and, that's I think and, where most people go wrong. And is, that's exactly in my head where I went wrong. Was, yeah. I was like, well, I'm, I know somebody told me about yeah. that. Yeah, you deserved that big long lecture Chris gave me. <laughs> you deserved it every <laughs> single goddamn one, second of it. One hundred and ten percent. One hundred and ten percent. What's your vote? This is ambiguous uh, too. I think it's on life support. I think it's above life support. I think there are people who actively go after it and ought to preserve the. The things now, I guess the question is, is it is the onsite in its truest form still around? It's on life support. I, life support. I, I say it's much. on life support only because there's so many people who are confused by it. But it should it, it it we can bring it back. Part of it is this educational episode that you all are listening to right now. Right. <laughs> so um, study the listen to this three times over the next week. Take notes and take notes right. and, and listen to it, and, and we can I think we can dead. save on site. I mean, it, it's dead. I mean, it, it's like it listen. may happen in the in the truest form, right? In the truest form, and no advantage, no nothing. Advantage. Like right. I think it's I think it's gone. But is it? All right, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. That's my vote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see all right the uh let's do the daisy chains daisy oh, chains man oh the daisy chain the, the, chain the sort of hobby horse of the enormous cast um <laughs> i just can't i can't tell you this the, the daisy chain like shots well they they aren't actually quite as like they don't elicit as much um email and anger as as cedar Wright uh talking about booty shorts but it's a close second um pe- people like they, they love they, their chains they love their they love oh. their dcs <laughs> and uh and you know there's two issues here um there's the daisy chain itself and what uses it should be used for in rock climbing and then there's the putting it through your legs mm. and i'm just gonna say mm. that they're that putting it through your legs thong style 
thong it up. <laughs> Storing it that way is, in many ways, if you're going to use a daisy chain, we'll get into that in a second, the best way to store it practically. Okay? it. You're right. It doesn't... You, you it think do, so? Well, if you wrap it on your waist belt, and then it gets, gets, in the way gets your way, you're clipping it and yeah. stuff like that. But what if it's under your gear? Yeah, it works. But I, I, all I'm saying is that, and I've said this before on the shows, it's a, I, I'm just... It's just, it's terrible. It's just dumb looking. Okay. It'd be like, you know, the most practical thing to do is everywhere you drive, you should wear a helmet. Right. Because it's like when you get in car accidents, the thing that's going to still kill you is a head injury. So you want to live a longer life. You want to wear a helmet, wear a helmet driving, but you're not going to do that because you'll look like a fucking idiot. Right. Right. So it's the same thing. That's not even a good example because the daisy chain serves no functional purpose. Here we go. We're in it. We're in the mix. I mean, right? right? There's nothing that you can do with a daisy chain that can't be done with a rope or any, like so many other pieces of gear. Okay, so yes. let, and, let's let's kick out aid climbing because yep, that's what daisy done. chains are for. Right, is being clipped to your to your aid, to your aiders or atrias and clipped to your piece that your rope is not clipped to. Right, because your daisy chain is going to be a static piece of gear. So if you fall on a piece of gear with a daisy chain. Um, there's all sorts of bad things that can happen. So aid climbing with daisy chain is not what we're talking about. We're talking about free climbing with daisy chain and more, even more specifically sport climbing with a daisy mm-hmm. chain. The only function that a daisy chain serves is to let me know who not to climb with. <laughs> okay, but yeah. let's get practical. Yeah. Here's my big thing about the daisy chain is like Andrew was starting to say, whatever few things that you can do with it, you can do with something else. And, and it's more often misused than it's ever used properly. A, you don't want to clip into a a uh, anchor on a multi-pitch climb and then be the belayer because you want to be clipped to, the, to your anchor with a rope that has a dynamic quality to it in the event of a factor two fall. Even that little hunk of rope that little two, three feet of rope has dynamic properties that are going to take force out of the Absorption. system. Absorption. Absorption. Yeah. yeah, you're saying if you're clipped in with the rope, the dynamic climbing rope, yes. as opposed to a daisy chain. As opposed to a daisy chain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you shouldn't be using it to clip to a multi-pitch anchor. Right. Okay. You also, I see this happen when we were just in Kolob Canyon. I, I watched yes. this from above. Absolutely. This young woman climbs up and then she's going to clean the anchor and she's got her daisy chain. Right. Problem with daisy chain, it's a single point. Right. Okay, so she's got two bolts side by side, clips into one of the bolts with her daisy chain, okay? And what happens after that? What do you do? Right. How do you equalize? How do you clip to the other bolt in a in a manner that's even remotely equalized with the daisy chain? You know what she did? She just didn't do it. Right. Cuz she didn't know what she's doing. So, anybody ever climb in Cullop Canyon? Old bolts yep. in sandstone. Right. And there she is clipping to one bolt and she unties. Yeah. And the then whole she, rigmarole. Then she right. feeds the rope in and wraps off, which is another, <laughs> another topic. Another topic. 20 minutes from now. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so here's this thing is where these, these folks that are, are actually primarily sport climbing, it doesn't work to clip into two bolts with a single point, whether it's a PAS, P-A-S, what is that? Is that right? Personal, personal anchor, anchor system. Metolius. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any uh, of these things that have this like mm-hmm. single point nature, you can't do what you need to do when you're clipping to two bolts 
to uh, to clean the anchor, to tie through or to repel. And and that's like the thing I see the most. Is well, I'm the just thing, like, it's so enticing. There's all those clipping points, Chris. Know, right. It's so enticing totally. to use them all. It seems like so functional. It's just like, it's like, oh, that car has 10 wheels. <laughs> I'm going to drive that because it's got more wheels. <laughs> or, you know, you know, it's like, it just doesn't even make sense, but it kind of makes sense when you see it and you're like, Oh, I'm just going to put that on my harness. could clip in here. I could clip in there. could do it everywhere. could be totally. a Yeah. It's yeah. just like, and that, and that's where everyone goes wrong. Well, right. so then the, it's also user friendly. Like you said, just yeah. clipping points. It's, it's boom, boom, boom. There's a whole bunch right. of them. There's a whole yeah. bunch of them. Well, and that's what happens is, yeah. is the, is you'll be, you'll be clipped to one right. and that's the one your, your weight's your on. Weight, and then yeah. you'll, People will just like dangle the the, the, the upper, loose yeah, dangler right. will go on the other one, <laughs> right? You know, so it's like you're no, you're not even sort of equalized, right? <laughs> now, the argument is, and I've heard it, is going to be sure. like, well, well, there's one thing that people do is that they is that they um, extend their repel, which is a common way to repel. Instead of having your repel device on your harness, you you extend it. Oh yes, it allows you to do these different type of backups right. um, more effectively. Um, and then the other one, well, the other one is clipping in on a on a descent, right? So you've, you're 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 going down the climb, and you need to, and you don't have your rope to clip in with because oh, you're repelling, right? But again, a lot of times you have this problem where you're talking on like an alpine climb or a yeah, or, or a multi pitch climb. Okay, yeah. And my argument is this: is that yes, you don't have swings already with you, right? Is right. yes, there are those those times you can use a daisy chain, yeah. But you've been carrying your daisy chain with you right. for the last like 12 hours yeah. up this climb so you can use it in those two places where you can easily use right. a sling that you yeah, have. exactly. And you have all your slings because you're descending. You're not using them on the lead. Right. And so you sub in a couple places and you get rid of any usefulness of the daisy chain. And it's just kind of, again, you've you've been carrying it around for these like couple times in the day that you're using you're carrying it all the time and it's right and then like you said it eliminates the problem of where the fuck do you put it you don't have to put it between your legs because totally. it's not there at all you don't have it right. it's gone it's yeah. it's at home with your jumars <laughs> right and your aiders so that's that's like really yeah. what it comes down to yeah folks you just need to chain it up in 2018 just chain it up yeah. chain it up yeah take it off your harness and put it in the garbage <laughs> Right. Unless you're an aid climber. Right. Exactly. Which you're not. Right. You're not. Exactly. However, this thing just won't die. It won't it, die. It's a hydra head, man. Yeah. You okay, cut. let's do a vote. Let's you, do a vote. It, what, what is this? It's a zombie. Zombie. It's a total 100% fucking zombie. zombie, man. I mean, I know we're supposed to vote and then move on to the next yeah. topic, but I mean, Black Diamond, who makes and sells daisy chains. Right. So they really actually have a financial vested interest in the continued misuse of the daisy chain because they're going to sell more daisy chains. Right. They keep putting out videos and studies how and things n- about like how right. to get rid of the daisy chain. Right. They're like like a heroin dealer right. telling you like this is probably going to kill you. Exactly. But here, here you go, buddy. Right. Want another one? And they come back. Right. Just we were just in collab. Yeah. They were everywhere. Yeah. Right. Being misused. <laughs> All right, send your emails, chris at enormacast.com. I'll forward them to these guys. All right. So the daisy chain. Uh, There was a brief mention in there about one of the uses for the daisy chain is to to tie through or, like I saw this young woman, repelling, setting up to repel. And the interesting thing about the Colob Canyon is that all those routes are super steep. Right. Now, she had followed it, 
And so she wasn't going to be required to pull the gear on the way down, take the quick draws off because she'd cleaned them on the way up. But had she decided to rappel off and needed to clean those draws, it would have been impossible. Right. And that, that, that's the next topic is rappelling off of a sport climb, rappelling off of a sport anchor and where that exists in our climbing psyche at this moment. Yeah, kill it. Yeah, I say. Oh boy. Um, yeah. Is that one of the top? One of the uh, the the uh, one of the categories? No, is, is, I don't know. It's like hunting it, it down and like yeah, with dead, it, dead, with dead, something dead. dead. It, it yeah. needs to be killed. It's alive. It's so alive. It's super and it alive. Needs to be okay. So dead. There's a new category. Yeah. It's so alive. Hunter and it seeker needs to be death. So dead. Yeah. Yeah. This is like an alien predator situation right. here. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think that wrapping off of a steep sport climb to clean your draws is the dumbest thing you right. can do, and it's ineffective. And it, it, it traces back to this idea that, oh, I'm, uh, you know, the anchors have been placed by someone else. I don't want to increase wear on these anchors because um, oh. then they have to be because it from wears lowering. them out. Yeah, oh, from lowering. Wow. Okay. Holy yeah. Shit. So it's like. I, I, I want to be respectful, you know, which is a, uh, a great, sure. it, it stems from this like genuine altruistic point of view, which is, I right. want to be respectful yeah. for this gear yeah, that was placed I'd before appreciate me. the work that went into that. Yeah. Folks like, a uh, a quick link, it costs like five bucks and it can be replaced really easily right. by a a low, you know, by a, a dedicated local community that will, that will do that. Right. And so the idea that you shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't lower off of gear in an area is founded in this idea that I'm going to, uh, pre- present this unnecessary wear, but it's so dangerous. I've seen so many sketchy situations of people wrapping off of traversing or steep routes having their belayers trying to pull their double ropes through like the first draw to like bring them back into the wall just doesn't work yeah like it's just it just doesn't work and it's not the all that gear can be replaced so in my opinion lower off the gear and you know, give your five bucks or 10 bucks to the access fund to the American <laughs> safe or, or whatever association totally. yeah. or, or whatever to the local group. community. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. they'll replace the gear for you. Right. And, uh, and consider that just your entry fee to play. Does that, does that, uh, put people in your ladder earlier category people with the daisy you, chains? Right. With the daisy chains. I mean, if it was a no, Venn diagram it, of people I mean, with cl- daisy chains, oh, they, they people who, yeah, for sure. It's like a, yeah. And people who repel off of anchors, right. it's like a, it's almost a, solid, a full like, eclipse. You're right. I mean, it's I, a, it's a setup. huge yeah. crescent arc. People I, are definitely I mean, in there. I, I've been both of those people myself sure. in my climbing life, but uh, having been experienced in these, in both of those fields now for a, a bunch of years, it's, right. it's just clear to me that it's not the right way to do it. The data's in. It's all going to be replaced. The bolts, the anchors, all of it has to be replaced. So let's get over the idea that when you place a fixed anchor, it's there forever because it shouldn't be. It's not going to be and it shouldn't be. Sure. It all has to be replaced. It's all going to be worn. And as long as you're in a community where there are people who are motivated and will take care of those fixed anchors and who have the knowledge to to do do it correctly, yeah. 
then give you know if you feel indebted to them because right. you're lowering off of that gear give them 50 bucks totally give them yeah. 100 bucks or more right. you know whatever it is like yeah. commu- uh contribute if you can't contribute through experience of replacing anchors or um then do it through money and giving it to the appropriate experienced people who can for me my problem with it is that it is dangerous you know i always talk in the end of the podcast check your knot mm-hmm. because really that's like the dumbest way to to eat it is you're not coming undone and it's the simplest thing to avoid then hell yeah I know. right but sure but the thing about the 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 repel versus being lowered and this is when people are well, yeah, well what difference does it make well if it's vertical, it doesn't make that much difference in terms of cleaning gear because if it's less it, than vertical. Yeah. And that's right. what happens is, right. is people climbing easier sport routes. They're usually coming from a trad background and they start repelling. And then finally they buck up and climb something steep and they try to repel. And that's like, right. then it gets really haywire. Yeah. But aside from the danger there, the fact is, is when you leave the ground on a sport climb or any climb, you've got a closed system. You've said, Ambele, the guy says Ambele, you on. say climbing, climb on, and until you say a word to that person to tell them they're off belay or they no longer have you, they are supposed to pay attention to you, hold that rope no matter what happens. Right. Okay, if you disappear around a corner up there, they hold on. Okay, and all these accidents, one of the most popular podcast i've ever done for oh, sure man. is the craig so Martino one right and what happened was is he thought he was gonna be lowered the dude thought he was gonna repel if everybody in that situation just understood you don't repel off of those types of routes yep that no would accident. never happen and you right? don't go off belay and you don't right. go off belay ever and right. you know if and it's that's, a single pitch route you right. don't go off belay right, right. and ever. the closed system right. works so much better than the get off belay up there your belayer goes off and eats a sandwich now you're on your own and you're setting up your rappel and all of a sudden there's like 20 things that can go wrong in that system and that you know read the mountaineering accidents book right they go wrong all the time totally that was what very seldom goes wrong is leaving the ground going up there clipping into the chains and coming down and never saying off belay, never telling your partner anything right. other than right. take and I'm ready to lower. Yeah. One of the most important things to consider also is just the rope length. And so if you're going to lower your friend off of a route, you have you better make damn well sure that there's a knot in the end of the rope. Always. Always. Right. Because and you shouldn't be climbing in seventy meter or six you know, forty five meter routes with a sixty meter rope. Right. Do your research. There's right. plenty of guidebooks and yeah. information out there. So, yeah, when we're talking about this topic, I mean, we're talking about sport climbing. Sport climbing. You know, these climbs are generally set up to have a single rope. You know, occasionally you'll run into a situation where you've got a, a, a pitch that's longer than 30 meters. Um, although that's very, it's pretty rare, especially in the United States, meaning that you can't use a 60 to get off. But the the rule there is you have a, you have a knot in the end of your rope, no matter what. Um, right. And, and the thing about like trad climbing is oftentimes you're tied into that rope and, uh, you know, single pitch track climbs can be all sorts of different sizes. So we're just talking about sport climbing, sport anchors. They're, they're put there to be lowered off of, right. they are set up to, to take the wear and, and the, the whole style is to clip the chains and be, and to be lowered Lord. off. Right. Vote. It's a, unfortunately it's alive and well. I agree. Yeah. 
It's kind of yeah. like a zo- another zombie. I, I, so yeah. Knows. I mean, literally this co-op Canyon trip, it was just like, oh my God, yeah. it is. Well, and you see in like, in, you see it in guidebooks, you see it in information to get, right. getting to crags. It's right. like, don't oh. lower off the anchor. Right. Don't. Right. I, mean, I think right. that we just need to accept that anchors are not permanent. They yes. are, yes. they can be replaced and the appropriate way to lower off a, you know, single pitch spore climb is, is well, lowering. Is lowering, right? Cleaning the anchor, lowering through the fixed gear that's there, yep, and tramming in to clean the draws, and yeah, tramming yeah. in exactly. to clean the draws. Exactly. Don't try to repel. All right, okay. Let's do one more and uh, call it an evening. Um, the dirt bag <whistles> is the dirt bag. It's been I've seen I've seen right media that's there. pronounced it dead. Dead. That's pronounced it gone. Um, what do you guys think? The dirt bag. Are you guys looking at me? Uh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking out. I'm thinking the dirt bag, the, the true, no future, living in a car, no job, eating salt packets and oyster crackers, living in the skull cave, dirt bag. <laughs> like, Haven't seen him in a while. Right. Haven't like seen him like in a, a while. Tercel. Right. I yeah. see a lot of vans that cost more than uh, my college education. I'm leaning toward it's it's not around as much, but I, I'm not out as much. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, it exists, but it it's certainly... It's like an endangered species for sure. Yes. It's, the heart, it's the heart and soul of our sport. It certainly You is, know, it's right? like living simply. Right. All of that, but... It just doesn't square with what you see with people. That's my experience. And their lavish, their the the lavish uh, lifestyle and expenditures that they spend on themselves creating that lifestyle. Right. So I'm going to live so simply. I'm going to be a dirtbag. I'm going to be a climber. I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars to do it. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, so it's, it doesn't right. square with that. So I don't know. Right. I don't know what that means. Yes, exactly. You know, I think one of the big nails in the coffin of the dirt bag and going back to this idea that like the French had this really pure idea of the AVU, the, the onsite sure. is the cell phone, like, and Ooh, particularly right. the smartphone or the iPhone. Sure. Like it's, it just seems like the whole original notion of the dirt bag of the like completely checked out only living to climb like that person, that notion, they can't own a a smartphone and be connected all the time. Right. Or or it just, it like, that's like the first thing that lets the air out of the, out of the system. It's like, (laughs) you're just like connected all the time and you spend how much money on your data plan. And you bought like the iPhone X for a thousand bucks. Right. They're taking photos of the fucking Scarface. Yeah. They're taking photos of their ramen. Right. You know, totally. like, look totally. how, look how, like, totally. look how dirtbag I am. Two I'm paragra- eating this ramen. Two paragraphs of hashtags. Yeah. And hashtags. no one understands. To, uh, right. what's the ramen company that like Munchen or whatever? <laughs> yeah, the Munchen. <laughs> right. I mean, I think, I think the deal is, is that if you are posting photos of yourself yeah. and you're hashtag blessed, you're out and, and you're happy. <laughs> right. I mean, the deal, the deal with dirtbagging is, is that you're not fucking happy most of the time. Right. You're you're actually like suffering. You're pretty aggro. You're you're like this sucks. Yeah. But I'm getting to do this is, something. I, that I'm I doing. Like. I'm making a, a a visible sacrifice. 
Like I'm aware that I could easily kind of attain, I think and I'm, I'm. But instead, I'm giving it away. I'm, I'm a monk. I'm going to the rock. Yeah, there's like this asceticism that I associate with it. Me but too. It's like that has been. I, I think where it went wrong is the idea that dirtbag is happiness. You know, it's like it's not happiness. I like that idea. It's like yeah. this is like suffering. Right. Actually, it's right. like you shouldn't be posting photos of yourself like being hashtag right. blessed right. you should actually be f- too bitter and miserable <laughs> yeah right to even do that yeah i don't I know mean, if i agree with that <laughs> that's like the that's the true soul of dirtbag is like you are suffering and is, this sucks is that what the literature backs up though i mean it seems like the the literature is this mythos of just all is well in yosemite and we just climbed every day and then hung out with topless chicks yeah, but and you, took you drugs. You meet any of those guys. You yeah. meet any of those guys. Right. From Bridwell to Backer, oh, right. you know, to yeah, yeah. all those guys there's, were there's fucking a dark really current. Crit, like yeah. pissed off. Yeah, sure. They were. <laughs> yeah. Or they are still. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that it, there's an arc and that, that, that there is a sweet spot in it. And right. I hear from I hear from people all the time. Yeah, that, yeah like, it's having right. a trust fund and getting a sweet no. spring. <laughs> I just heard from a cat today, uh, an email that he was like he'd moved into his car and he was like super stoked and it was an Impala. Nice. So that's proud. Nice. Yeah. And he'll know just because I said Impala, he knows who I'm talking about. I can't Hell remember yeah. the name because I just read it today. But right. yeah, he's like in his Impala, and so okay, good I mean, engine though. Those yeah. things go oh, fast. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. So he's he's like, I mean, and obviously he he. I can't totally, I mean, I, I brought up the iPhone thing because it, you know, just again, this myth of it, right. It like puts a hole in that, but totally. you can't begrudge in this modern day an iPhone because I mean, it, do you know what I mean? So I think that a lot of times when you talk about someone like a Bridwell or even our friend James, you know, sure. Lucas, like yeah, of course. he, 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 so well. he went over, well, <laughs> he went over an arc and I think that with dirt bagging with most people, there's like a. There's like, there is a, a few years, if you can pull it off, right. that can be idyllic in a sense, you know, because I've done it. I mean, I lived in my Toyota truck, um, not for years, but for months and right. months. And it has these, it's, yeah, you sometimes are like, fuck, it's cold and I haven't showered in a while. But, but generally, like the notion of, of peace and, and kind of enjoyment is, is, you know, a hot, much higher percentage of it. But there's a point at which I think, most people pass this point where if they hang on to it too long, right. You know, you end up in, in, you know, you mentioned like Bridwell and stuff and like, you gotta like, there's a point at which you gotta like realize that, okay, this isn't serving. Yeah. You turn into a derelict. Right. Right. Yeah. Where it's a fine line, right. Right. Between like a derelict and a a dirtbag. Yeah. I would, uh, I'm just going to speak off the top of my head right now, but I would propose that. Have you, have you not been up to this point? Have you been like (laughs) calling like, (laughs) Fair. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but what I would propose is that dirtbag as this idea can evolve. And okay. so what if dirtbag now is I have I have arranged my life so that I it, I mean like the the idea of dirtbag is how do I arrange my life so I can climb as much as possible? Maximize utility. That's like kind of I mean, that's really like kind of what the whole thing is about. Mm-hmm. It's like, right. I'm going to forego X, Y, and Z in order to maximize climbing time. And so 
perhaps in this new era of where we are now, that doesn't look like I'm going to eat salt packets and, you know, mix ketchup with water and have <laughs> tomato soup, quote unquote, right. you know, is this new era meaning like the climbing is in mainstream and the median income of a climber is like $82,000. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, this new era means I'm going to go to college. I'm going to yes. become a software engineer. Right. I'm going to get a sweet freelance job. Right. I'm going to hook up a cafe. I'm going to hook up yeah. an internet satellite modem on my sprinter van. Right. I'm going to make six figures. I'm going to <sighs> climb like four, five, six days a week if I want to. Yeah. I'm going to do all of these things. And it's like, okay, maybe that's like the new dirt bag. You know, you're not poor per right. se. Sure. You're making money. Yeah. You're doing something with your life. Right. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's there. Well, I, I do know people who do that. No, no, no. You know, for that's sure. Like, I that's agree. maybe like really the nice shit. I, I wouldn't call it dirt bagging. Yeah, I mean, because it's like, I agree. Yeah, it, it's dirt bag only in the spirit, spiritual sense of it being, I'm going to maximize my right. lifestyle. No, I, I mean, or, or, I think that's just you know. being like, uh, entitled, right? Like you're, you've, you've, you've played the game correctly. There's nothing wrong with that. I appreciate it. I think that's right. But I think there's something iconoclastic about a dirtbag. They fucking jar you when you see one and when you're not a dirtbag. You're like, oh, fuck, like that guy, that guy's dirty. That guy or gal is fucking the, the living, prob- the, living it, right? Yeah, the problem with that is this romanticiza- romanticization of the idea of it. And it leads well, so many people down a false road. I couldn't, I if couldn't the, agree if more. The, I mean, like, what is the road that we want? people to steer down like sure that's well, like a bigger question too what, what makes like, you happy right yeah but see I, I disagree i'm disagreeing again yeah because i mean i really think that steering a person down that road for, you know can be a super positive thing because it you know it, it, i think it's becoming even more important that you know someone tries to like cast off all this crap that we're surrounded with and 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 force themselves to like you know to to live in a way yeah, that live frugally yeah and yeah. and I, I and again i just feel like the dirt the, the idea that you can do it your whole life is is like that's the dangerous thing right because yeah, not just i do know, agree you should not know that you can sustainable. like you you should know that you can like not shower for 60 days in a row <laughs> mm-hmm. you should know that you can live that if all else fails in your life yeah if your career as a freelance writer, in my example, completely fails, which it might in the right. next year, mm-hmm. I can always go live in Yosemite right. and like climb and like yeah. li- live on ramen packets and like it's, yeah, because it's, that's the thing is like it, I know that from the I know that because I li- I live that it. and sure. I've done that and so I have that background and it's empowering to me now to not do that. Yes. Do you know, does that make sense? Like, it's like another concrete example was, uh, I'm a huge star Wars nerd. New movie came out and I was watching some promo videos. This is a little roundabout, but I'll get there. The celebrities were of the movies were putting their hands in a box and they, they had to kind of guess what was in there. And they were being like chicken shit about like feeling a snake and shit. And I was just like, 
dog, if you'd ever dumpster dived, like, that ain't nothing. Like, get on in there. You, like, you could just jump into some fucking biohazard. Like, that, yeah, no, totally. You're, you're not like, getting biohazard. It's like when you watch Survivor. Right. And you're just yeah, like, and that's no big deal, you guys. Like, exactly. At least it's not fucking if, snowing. Exactly. If I'd been in there, I'd uh, just grab that snake and just chucked it. Yeah. Like, what's oh, next? Right. You know? No, but I think yeah. that, like... That, I mean, you're you're, like... Uh, giving the roadkill like it's cool to eat roadkill like example. it can be though. I've yeah. seen dirt yeah beds. I was gonna say it, it totally can be there Andrew I've eaten roadkill <laughs> with Mason Earl Mason you remember that check he he was the so. one who, he was the one him and his buddy harvested it but I chowed yeah 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 I mean if you know you have some skills yeah that, that's and I've seen, and that's the thing it's like Mason Earl he was a dirt he's like the yeah. like one of the guys i remember like hitting it, or seeing in indian creek long past my dirtbag days and right. being like yeah these guys are legit and right. brad gobright was right. there too right but again both of them they evolved and they they moved on and the thing that i just was thinking about is how how difficult it is to actually be a really good accomplished climber if you're living like that and and sure. i was just trying to think of like the evolution of these guys of how you know, they, it got them started, but you know, there was a point at which, like those, that like nutrition regimen, the salt <laughs> packets. Poor. <laughs> you brought a salt. Nobody eats salt no, packets, but I, I meant, I meant oyster cracker packets, <laughs> right. not the salt cracker. And like saltines. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. schemo dude who crank the salt when they when they yeah don't get it. But anyway, yeah. so I mean, I just go. I I'm I'm with you, Andrew. That like to do it for a moment, or however long you get get into it is like it'll can inform the rest of your life you right. can think of it but there's a point at which you cross this threshold and you have to be like cognizant of when you've crossed it or you can you can quickly become miserable like holding on to this idea yeah that, and that that's it's, it's that's, that's, as great as it was. that's so smart because what you just said is undermines the idea of the trust funder dirtbag because you don't learn anything from that. Mm-hmm. Right. If you have no safety net, if you're actually out there doing it. Right. And you have, you, you're not going to get bailed out and you right. don't have a sprinter van to go home to. Right. Like a fall could be bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's where it gets really real. Right. And it's like, I'm either going to, and that's why it sucks. That's why I say it sucks is because that was my experience. Like sure. I was in a Nissan Sentra, you know, sucking ass. Like, <laughs> And I was like, this sucks. Like, yeah. and so if you, if you're doing it with this back up, like I can fail and I can always go do something else, then you're not actually appreciating what it does. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it, it empowers your whole life with confidence that if all else fails, if all of the things that all of the wealth and, uh, things that I acquire over the course of my life don't aren't given to me or taken away, then I can always go back to living simply. I know that because I've done it. Right. Right. That's the most important thing. And that, that like when that gets, when you don't have that, then what are you doing? You're just like undermining that all of these like very important virtues that, you're a charlatan. Yeah. It's a farce. Yeah. So if you have a I don't want to say it's a farce, a farce, but it's like... <laughs> no, if you're pretending to be oh, a dirtbag, right, right. you're a fucking charlatan. 
Yeah, and I, I guess I wish there was more honesty with people who were just like, yeah, if I'm a trust funder. And I have I've no problem. Like a fucking I have no sweet problem man. with that. Yeah. I, I have no problem like, with that oh, either. But like, it's I wish like, I had that much money. If, yeah, if okay. you're not, right. if you're not gonna, if you're, if you aren't that, or if you are that and you're pretending to not be that, then that that sucks. Like, well, so you're saying the term is being bandied about, kind of. There's almost like a a mixed nomer like kind of like with me being a new climber i think this has always and... been the case i like, think it's always oh been really the case. interesting yeah, yeah, oh sure. okay yeah i don't oh. think this is a new thing i think it's just more ostentatious now with mm-hmm. the sprinter van mm-hmm. crowd interesting but the well that that really kind of blows my mind a little bit because yeah people have always had money climbing in the history was it was dirt dirt bags were in their heyday until now where it's not not all of, of like them were dirt bags though it's like right there was dirt bags and then there were not dirt bags sure and it's just like it is now well even i, I mean well, even what do you know, think, history like uh what's his name would drive up in a convertible with a hot chick and a bottle of wine right oh uh warren uh, harding yeah, yeah warren harding right he i mean, I, I, think I, I totally agree with that i mean the whole yeah. thing is the whole the whole notion of it is a myth right. and i mean that not a myth in the sense that it's not real yeah, right but a myth in that it's been there's been so much added to it that it's become of course this 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 like uh this notion that hardly exists in its like purest form <laughs> right and uh i don't think it's dead though because i just think they're out there and we never heard of them before because we, we can hear about them right because yeah. they're not on social media right and <laughs> in all honesty because so many of these people for whom we 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 associate like the golden age of dirt bagging you know in yosemite right. and everything yes. else it's suspicious because so many of them went on to be, you know, professors and doctors and right. like boutique owners. Yeah. And boutique right. owners and like yeah. huge business owners. And now, you know, one of them is a billionaire that's fighting with, with, totally. with Donald Trump. Right. <laughs> right. So, so then you're just like, well, how, huh, how deep huh. were you? You know? Right. Like, yeah, totally. Because the truth is, is a lot, most of the dirt bags, they dirt bagged and then they, you never heard of them. Right. And you're still not hearing about them. Because they they did a couple seasons and I think red, the the takeaway is you don't home. want to be a, a lifelong dirtbag. No, I agree. No. I agree. No, but yeah. you do want to be a dirtbag. It's one of the saddest yes. things, right? Yeah, be a yeah. dirtbag. Don't be a lifelong. Yeah, there's dirt nothing bag. worse than like a. This is a really lifer. smart. I, I think this is a really important realization that we just came to. Yeah, I haven't heard this before. I think this is like really revolutionary. <laughs> right. Yeah, that there's it's actually like, a cap to dirtbagging. Well, you want to experience it. You can't make it your whole life. Right. It's, it's a sustain- time frame yeah, that's that not that sustainable. Fits. Right. But it has so much value right. in being a temporary situation. Right. Yeah. It's just like anytime you see some somebody going off on, on like a service industry person, you know, you're like, <laughs> right. you know, that person has never, never done that job done it. Yeah. because yeah. it's not going to do anything. They're just going to go back in the kitchen and make fun of you. And right. call you a fucking asshole, right? And you know, spit, spit in your, your food, food or whatever. <laughs> I mean, maybe not go that far, but still, it's like brown a, pants your food. So you've never done this job, right? If you're getting like, and it's the same with dirtbagging. Like you never, if you're if you're that worried about like all this stuff in your life, you've never been without because it's it's totally doable. But right. I think the thing, the reason that we're talking about this in this episode is that a lot of people confu- are confused about what they are doing. And they think they're dirtbagging, but the, they're actually not. And the and the problem with that, if we if we're if we're gonna finish yeah, this, which like, I think we should thing, yeah, is right. that it's, it's not it's not like we're pissed because you're pretending to be a dirtbag, right? But don't care. But the notion that you are committed, you know, 
and, and you're learning these things we're talking about when you're not really learning them, it, you know, fine, do it. I don't care. Right. You know, I, at this point in my life, like if someone wants to, you know, sponsor the normal cast with a fucking sprinter, like go for it. <laughs> Let's not harp on sprinter because yeah. You know, potential sponsor. Right there. <laughs> they will never, love you they, guys. They love are, you guys. They're a great uh, vehicle. <laughs> but the idea that you are learning Hashtag all blessed. these, you're learn, you're learning these <laughs> notions of sacrifice and these notions of deprivation, right? And commitment and, and commitment. Said, yeah, that's the part that's not true. Right. Which is fine. Right. And like, I'm not saying like, don't pretend you're a dirtbag when you're not. Like, right. I'm gonna make fun of yeah. you or whatever. It's, right. <clears throat> but just keep in mind that like, it's fine only. To the point that it's presented as this right. is what I'm doing. Well, right. When and it's when you're presenting a false image of yourself, then that's not fine. That's my problem with it. And oh. that's what I was going to say was if it's not that I would know, but if it's presented as someone who is kind of capitalizing on an image that even isn't the correct image, I have a, a double issue. I'm, I'm not saying that you should walk said. around wearing a scarlet fucking trust the, like T for oh, trust partner on your... Of on course your, not. On so, your lapel. Sometimes your last your name. Harness. Sometimes your last name might just give it away. So, uh, well, I was just gonna say, like, if a Carnegie was just like, oh, I'm dirtbagging, I'd be like, really? You built the library that I went to as a child <laughs> from 1913, my friend. I think that monocle and those <laughs> yeah. pork chops give it away, sir. Exactly. You kind of look like that the Monopoly belly of yours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it just occurred to me that. The trust funder, because you guys keep saying this, yeah. is as is, is mythological as the fucking dirtbag. Like, is there really that many people with literal trust yes. out there, like, climbing their yes. lives away in, in sprinters? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll let Andrew answer that. Yeah. I don't know. People's fiduciary. I, I, I think so. Fiduciary. <laughs> <laughs> I do work for a lawyer. I am kudos, not a dirtbag. Full, full disclosure. <laughs> okay, so it, it does exist, but um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think so. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm I just sure think, that this could engender a lot of hate mail, but uh, I, sure, and I'm fine with it. But I don't think I, it exists. I, I would happy to bring it on. I, but I do. I think there is, and because as you pointed out, Andrew, this is the eternal soul of our fucking culture and of the climbing. What makes climbing better or cooler than every other fucking sport on the planet? Is this idea that cooler than bowling? Yeah, certainly the ins and outs of bowling is that you're you're willing to kind of commit and and take it to the next level and get rid of the externalities of the rest of the life for at least a little bit and taste what it means to be poor but be completely happy in doing exactly what we want to be doing. I think that there's value in living simply from a, an environmental and ecological point of view. Totally. I think that there is also value in living without a safety net. Right. And I think that that is the purpose or point of dirtbagging that gets lost. You're biting your tongue right now, Chris. Mm -hmm. What are you saying? I am. Well, the problem is, is, and I go back to this trust fund thing, is that in what you're saying is it's part of the myth because... When I was dirtbagging, quote unquote, yeah. I'm not a trust funder. Right. But the fact is, is I'm, uh, you know, a middle class white kid from a family that has money right. enough right. that sure. like I had a safety net and climbing is populated generally by those people. And somebody out there is right now like also chomping at their imaginary microphone because they're like, look, I really was this person. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, my parents 
couldn't come and get me. Like the truth is, is is if shit hit the fan in Moab when I was there, yeah, a phone call and mom and dad, even in my twenties, because they're my parents, yeah, can you know get me out of a pinch. Sure, send me five grand and like or come get me in the hospital or all these right. sorts of things. So back to the safety net notion. I mean, how many how many dirt bags you think you know in 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 Indian Creek that appear to be just completely strung out there, you know, are one phone call away from a safety net. Most of them. A right. middle class, you know, leisure class are what are in climate, right? right? Yeah, the bourgeois. Okay, let, let's just bring this back okay. to yeah. um, the relevant discussion. So let's take a vote. Don't if get... you're hashtagging van life, <laughs> no, you're are you a dirtbag? You're definitely not. And that, that goes to the heart of it, really, yeah. for me, right. for personal. So is the dirtbag so dead on life support or I alive think that, and well? I think I want they're, it to be alive, but I, I, that, they're on that, life support. that specific definition, I think it, it needs to die. Ooh. Ooh. Needs to die. No, I disagree. I was kind of thinking of it in a different direction. Just No, I'm saying life support, all of us barely would know them because, A, by our definitions— they're living in some fucking sand that was hobble. that was my earlier point. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not on social media. Like they climb, they get their shit done. They're the not tens of thousands shit. of not, true dirt bags that yeah. have existed in climbing. Right, right. we never we don't heard know of about them. them. Right, they're there. We never heard of yeah. them. Yeah, I I'm saying life support and keep it on. You're life out support. there, brothers yep. and sisters. All right, life exactly. support. Uh, you've convinced me, life support. Keep it on life support, and I think it's 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 just a simply a matter of literally. We can't see them because they are literally being blocked by big white vans. <laughs> like you literally cannot see their fucking Tercel because it's surrounded by vans. I drive an '86 Camry, and this does happen. Yeah, it does. You're just like, did I park I was, on shit? Here? I, I lost my car. No, oh, no, no. That is no. We're not. Yeah. We're laughing, we're but it's not. no fucking joke. This happens. No, in rifle, we've had to literally expand. Parking spots in order to accommodate giant vans. The new equipment. Or when we right. went to the, the went to the Grail, right? Yeah, that's and right. And there was like 12, <laughs> 12 sprinter vans in a row like lined up, and yeah. there's just like a couple cars, just like oh, <laughs> dwarf. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, so that's yeah, a wrap, boys. That's it. All right. Yeah, I don't know. There's gonna be some uh, <laughs> serious probably editing. people right. punching the dashboard of their cars right now as they're driving, like swerving, like. I love my daisy chain. You son of a bitch. You elitist prick. <laughs> Look, we're just having a debate here, having some fun. So if you have two cents to put in, remember, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and hit me up at chris at normalcast.com. Thanks, Andrew Bisharat, for coming on the show. Thanks, Chris. And thanks, Steve Dilk. Always for, uh, thanks, Chris. Keeping it real. Yeah, man, totally. See you at uh, the next lander. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you still are, you haven't angrily shut this thing down yet. Yeah, remember, it takes a lot of judgment to be a good climber. Do what you want, but make sure you understand the risks, the trade-offs of everything you're doing out there, especially with the gear. Wrap off those sport anchors if you must, but make sure and communicate that's your intention before you leave the ground. Strap on that daisy chain, but make sure you know its limitations. Post your Scarface picture directly on the EnormaCast Facebook page. And hell, if you are one of those mythical trust fund climbers, why don't you head over to EnormaCast.com and click on the donate button and see what you can do to help out the EnormaCast. 
All right, folks, in all seriousness, make sure that you guys are staying safe out there, communicating, looking out for each other. Don't let your ego get ahead of you like we did on this episode. And of course, check your knot. Why won't you die?